welcome to the Undercover Angel podcast. Thanks for listening. Undercover Angel podcast. Getting into the juicy stuff, as I said in the last episode. Getting into the drugs. We won't get into the sex for quite some time because I was this pipsqueak, dorky little kid. Soon to be very paranoid, psychedelically paranoid, terrified little kid. So that was very much out of the question. But anyway, plenty of sex and drugs down the road and rock and roll. But this this section stoned, this was this chapter on getting stoned for the first time. So I'm sort of setting the stage with... I still had the anger. It was all the same tantrum. Things like spilled milk or Mario falling in fire. Hope you got that Super Mario Brothers reference. Rules I disagreed with and thoughts of injustice would trigger it all. So whenever something didn't go my way, I would go into the fit. I talk about how the fit was a form of control. And I talk about the elixirs that I'd been mixing inside of myself for decades. The internal drugstore. So we have, when we, when we feel feelings, the feelings have chemicals associated with them. The chemicals, check out the work of Dr. Joe Dispenza for verification on this. This is all, again, layman's stuff. I'm not getting technical, uh, overly technical. Um, I haven't read like biology books on this stuff, but I have read lots of like Joe Dispenza and et cetera. So check out his work. It's profound, but he makes this stuff really easy to understand. But we feel feelings. The feelings have chemicals associated with them. They are released into our bloodstreams, into our brains, into our systems, or wherever, and they create altered states inside of us, which we can then become addicted to. So I was very much addicted to all of the feelings, and particularly I was addicted to anger from a very early age. So it's not a pleasant thing to be addicted to, but... It, I was, in fact, addicted and to anger. And so when this weed hit me this night at this kid's house, it was just, like I said, a continuation. So I've been getting high on these chemicals inside of myself for a very long time. And then that weed hit me, and woohoo! Like, as I've mentioned, there were these rumors of acid. Also, there was acid... I can't remember the first time I took acid. I, I do remember it. It was actually at the beginning of my junior year. Um, but there was still, like, I did that kind of from peer pressure, and I still wasn't, when I did that, I wasn't a druggie yet. I just wasn't. I think this situation, this chapter stoned, it happened. It's so hard to remember the chronology. This This chapter happened a couple of months after the first experience with LSD. So I dropped acid beginning of my junior year. It was a truly... It was beautiful, amazing. It was a truly wonderful experience. And it wasn't indicative of anything going anywhere. It wasn't indicative that I was headed down the wrong path the first time I took it. I just did it once, and I didn't really have any desire to do it again, nor did I have much desire to, like, yeah, there was drinking and everybody was drinking, but I wasn't really a drinker. You know, like, I would be fine without alcohol. Like, I would be fine going to a party if I was driving and not drinking. Really wasn't a huge issue for me. And there had, there was this, like I said, there's weed. So there was this situation, there was this, like, circle of kids. Um, there were, there, rather, 
let me rephrase that. There would be like circles of kids like in the corners of the yards at the parties or maybe out in, in a car in front of one of the parties or something like smoking joints. And eventually I would just, I just started to think like, oh, what the hell? I'll take a couple puffs. And so I'd take a couple puffs here, a couple puffs there. And I got a little stoned here and there, meaning I, I felt mild euphoria. But this night, this night, this night was different, right? So we, we were at this kid's house and, and we went in the backyard. We were, his, I think his parents were out of town. Yeah, his parents were out of town. And we went into the backyard or we sat in his backyard and we smoked a bowl, maybe two bowls. And didn't think much of it, was just sort of expecting more of the same. Like I just kind of mellow out a little bit, just mellow out, kind of buzz out a little bit. I did appreciate being like a little bit high. I, I, I preferred to be a little bit high versus drunk. And I remember one night, like a, f- a few months before this, like being at a party and smoking some weed and hearing Pink Floyd and thinking it sounded really cool. It was like Pink Floyd the Wall. And so I'm just sort of thinking, well, this is pot. You just kind of relax a little bit. It's just kind of like this sort of pleasant, mellowy type of a feeling, you know. And and we finished smoking these bowls and then went into this person's house, went into my friend's house. And, I mean, all of a sudden this entire, this, like, universe opened up. This was not how I had experienced marijuana up until then. It just, it just wasn't. It was as if I floated up out of my body, like I say, like some sort of sage, like some sort of spiritual enlightened being. And life was very suddenly very different. It was very suddenly very different. And I can assure you that from this moment on, I was basically addicted. So I didn't buy my first bag for a while, but from the first moment this happened, the, the, from, from the moment of stepping into the stone zone, my life had been permanently changed. So the first couple times I got drunk in high school or drank a few beers in high school or whatever, my life didn't permanently change. It just kind of went back to normal. And I would drink a few beers maybe the next Friday night. And if there wasn't a party on Friday night, I wouldn't stress that there wasn't a party Friday night. And if there wasn't any place to go drinking, I wouldn't stress about not having any place to go drinking. It wasn't like that. When this weed hit me, really hit me, everything changed permanently. Permanently. In the same way where I'm talking in, about in the skateboard chapter about how when you, when you have that stoke, when you get stoked for the first time, you want to create your life around the pursuit of the stoke. The, the experience of being really stoned for the first time becomes something that you want to create your life around. And I didn't, like I said, I didn't buy my first bag for a few months at least. But from this point on, from this moment on, Whenever there were kids smoking bowls in like the corner of the yard at the party or to the side of the party or, you know, in the car in front of the party or wherever, I would want to be a part of it. 
And so I would have these, talk about laughing. I mean, I would just laugh, I mean, laugh until I literally thought I pissed my pants. I mean, the laughter was just beyond. It was just this beautiful world. And then getting on my bike and riding through town and Jeremiah's getting into weed also. And this experience was, it was just the most magical. It was a really magical time in my life. The early days of marijuana before I was buying bags was a magical time. Had I never bought a bag and just stuck with this, just stuck with mooching other people's weed, (laughs) um, my life might have been drastically different. If I'd had just been able to stay with the part of it that was truly enhancing, life might have been very different. But that's not how it goes. So we will revisit uh, LSD plenty more. I just wanted to, I I don't want to say come clean about any inaccuracies, but again, memoir, it's like memory. It's like how do you remember it? And then how do you protect people who are part of the story that wouldn't want to be known in the story and how do you you know you obviously have to shift the dialogue around a little bit as i've said the internal experience of me and the vast 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 majority of things that happened externally if not all of them are completely accurate so there's nothing that happened to me particularly particularly the cuckoo for cocoa puffs crazy stuff like japan i already talked about all of that stuff is completely real um, the chronology with the, the weed and the acid and stuff, it's a little wonky, but again, it's just kind of how the book was written. And it is structured in such a way that I could perhaps just write a different, a, a new one with different stories in, in probably a different style. But anyway, I just, again, wanted to clear up any inaccuracies, particularly if any of people who are listening were there and they maybe remember things differently. But um, yeah, this stuff is... You know, this, the beginning of this journey with weed or when once weed came, came onto the scene, it was the, the path. It was like I had chosen the dark side. I didn't realize I had chosen the dark side, but I had chosen the dark side. And now we'll be getting into LSD uh, in a much deeper way in some of these preceding episodes. But uh, we will leave off here with marijuana. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye.